Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. I'll be with you today and tomorrow. And for our, our journey together, our, our, our mass transit ride through the epic news cycle and some kind of way of perspective, perspective being added to it that maybe, maybe you already thought of, maybe you hadn't. You know, we're going to add to it. You want to get in on the conversation today at 704-570-1110, 704-570-1110, News Talk 1110, 99.3 WPT. And, and I tell you, it's, an, it's a bizarre, I was going to say it's an active news cycle, but we just know that there's an active shooter situation up at Winston-Salem at for Forsyth Technical Community College. We, we knew that, you know, there was a statement released. There were phone calls made. By 1130, the school tweeted that it was in an active shooter situation. We were here 35 minutes later. Um, the police later said there was no active shooter, but released no additional details. So we'll, we'll keep an eye. And if something happens, I'm sure they'll break in and keep you informed as to what's getting on. Everyone in the nation gets on these high alert situations. Schools, there have been a number of high schools where threats have been called in. Uh, I know in Lee County, the central part of the state, there was a threat called in yesterday to shut the school. They're going to make the kids all walk through metal detectors. This kind of, not necessarily copycat, but it's it's this bizarre way that a, an, an incident takes place with a mentally unhinged individual, and the entire world, the entire U.S. world, becomes a discussion, a referendum on guns. And and I'm not gonna, we're not going to engage too much there, but. It's it's so fascinating to me the way people look at this, and it instantly becomes this referendum on guns. And the, the political left reacts in its its very traditional way of saying, you know what, we need to do something. You've had time to do something. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, wait, you guys were in complete control of the House, the Senate, and the White House for a couple of years. You did nothing on this. You did nothing. It didn't change anything. And 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 the reason that nothing really changes there is that you can't, you can't really fix it. You can't, you can't pretend that government has the magic way. Cause even if you outlawed all guns, if you outlawed every gun, just instantly, boom, nobody is allowed to take the second amendment, throw it. You know, we have the bill of rights. It's just, just nine, not 10. Forget it. It's no guns outlaw every single one of them. Even if even ones that have been handed down from generation to generation, even if you're a responsible gun owner and you shot your whole life and 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 uh, whatever, outlawed instantly, you wouldn't stop criminals from getting them. You just create a black market. There's millions and millions of guns in this in this country. the The bad guys will have them, and the government would have them. Those are two very dangerous entities. You would love to think your government's there to protect you, but we we have this false sense that that government is somehow altruistic. That the people in government are somehow more endowed with being nice or angelic than the rest of society. And it's just not the case. They're not. And, and, and if, you don't, if you aren't armed, well, that's a whole nother discussion. But the issue is, I think, Brett, you know, I heard Brett Hume talking about this the other day, and I, and I thought so much of it, I'd stopped it. You know, we can stop and rewind stuff these days. And I stopped and rewound and I wrote it down. I said, there's always, there's always 
been a failure to connect the next gun law to the last shooting. And that's where we are. And that's where we're, we've been on this for a long time. And he's, he's spot on. There's this knee jerk reaction. And, and I was doing a Vince's show. And by the way, uh, hats off to JD Hayworth. I've, I've interviewed him, known him for many years and, and to hear him, you know, right before it's just an old connection. It's kind of nice. WBT, just a great station. Um, and, and connecting, so whenever there's an incident, a horrific incident, no one's, we're not going to pretend it was, it was anything but horrific. Someone clearly with, with, with hate in their mind and eyes and, 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 and purpose of being goes and guns down nine-year-olds. No matter how many times you, you frame it, you talk about it, it, it's horrific. It's a horrific act. You send your kids into private school. We can't, and it's funny because all, every single attribute of, of a given shooting becomes the focus of some special interest in some way to project itself into that issue and make it and, and just multiply that issue by the players and the victims. In this case, you know, obviously there's a trans and a mentally unhinged transgender individual uh, or went by trans, he, they, that whatever pronouns they wanted to go by, it's a problem. There've been, and, and so if I, by me saying that, People say, oh, there he goes. He's transphobic. He's No, no, no. It's an unhinged individual. There was no gun law that would have stopped that unhinged individual from doing what they did. You know, I go back to Timothy McVeigh. You know, any gun law in the world. He, he created a bomb, killed people, lots of people. In Great Britain, it's knives. There's, there's a, the capacity to do harm in a number of ways. A vehicle driving through a crowd is a weapon of mass destruction, just as destructive as, as an assault rifle. So we focus on that. So it's like, well, trans, and then there's this transgender uh, day of vengeance kind of thing that's out there. These these horrific, horrific things. We can't talk about those. The left is very predictable. So the other thing is, were these people targeted because they were Christians? It's a Christian school. Shot out the front doors, went in, shot people. Well, had been in this school at some point in time as a student. Was that was that the impetus? We 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 analyze what we do, and, and I'll go to the left in a second. But what we do is we try, and it's very hard. If you've ever had someone that got killed in your life through an act of violence, or a suicide of someone you knew, no. It's we as human beings we try to establish a linear, logical reason for why it occurred. We try to make sense of things that are that, that do not make sense. We try. We we do. We, you know, when you, whenever you see uh, any kind of act of violence and 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 people are killed, we try to make sense of it. And it just doesn't. And and we're we're traumatized by that. We're scarred by these things as individuals. We're scarred by them forever. Uh, or or people young that die of cancer. It doesn't make sense. You think, wow, why, did some benevolent force fail us? What could we have done differently? What could we have done to prevent that from taking place? And unfortunately, there are people in government that believe that the government can stop this, this insanity, this violence. And they're first, they, they want to go to guns and they want to go and they call us, they, they, we talk about ARs and assault rifles. AR doesn't stand for assault rifle, we know that. But there are people that want to, that, that have enough ignorance that they get indignant about it and they get angry about it. And there, were, there have been confrontations in Congress today. There have been uh, politicians all over media saying, we've got to do something, we've got to pass a law. There ought to be a law. But again, it's hard to connect a gun law to the shooting. What what law would have stopped that in you know nutty person from doing what they did? Because we think we feel better. We did so. Look, we passed a law. We 
passed a law. We made it better. We stopped the insanity. No, you, you didn't. You know, you, you, crazy people do crazy things. If anything, th- there's mental health issues. And, and, and at some point, we have to have honest discussions about the mentality of some of these. And there have been a number of, of, of po- folks that are unbalanced. And we, we looked at the Vegas shooting. Do we yet know the reason for the Vegas shooting? Guy punches out a window at a hotel, shoots it out, and then kills 56 people. And then uh, months later, in righteous indignation, a lot of people angry. They're shooting. These are This is a country concert. These tend to be more conservative people that are gunned down. We haven't really heard, have we? It kind of goes away. The nightclub shooting in Orlando, you know, and, 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 and Laura Leslie from WRAL, their chief reporter, said, oh, look, at the Republicans are to blame for this. How many people, as soon as this shooting took place before the bodies had been pulled out of the building, before the police had held a press conference, were already blaming Republicans for the shooting, which is insane. But it's a way to turn a senseless act into an irrational way of looking at things and to project that out to the public and use all of that anger as a crisis to pass something that won't fix the problem. And what we've really lost in a lot of this is a sense of community. The only commonality we really know is these people are, are damaged. These are these are troubled individuals. And 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 if if I wanted to inject that that many that, that there are some commonalities, I don't want to get into because I'll be accused of things. But we need to have honest discussions about some of the the mental health condition of some of these people that are involved in mass shooting. But the knee jerk reactionaries, and that's where really where we were going with this. And I don't want to belabor this. I don't want to, you know, if you're if you're inclined to human history and biblical perspectives for people on the planet, <laughs> brother kills brother. That is, so the, the first murder, at least biblically speaking, is right there in the beginning. And, and I'm not excusing it. I'm saying that we as human beings are flawed. We are prone to violence. It is part of that, that animal side of us that is part of our nature. That is not an excuse, and it's not advocating it. It's saying that we, as a society... We have to. Law enforcement is a big part of this. Mental health is a big part of it. But community is as important a part of this as anything. Absolutely, we have lost our sense of community. We have lost that sense of looking out for one another. We have lost the sense because we, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm not ascribing any one thing. I'm not going to pretend to be the subject matter expert on everything related to gun violence. It's horrible. But I know that the knee-jerk reaction, I do know this, it's not the way to, there is no knee-jerk reaction in the shadow of a shooting from an emotional standpoint that will solve this problem. And I was reading the ABC News, no safe space, shooting hits home for Nashville doctors. Why are children being massacred? And they, their first response, two physicians with close ties to Covenant School in, uh, Covenant School in Nashville, Tennessee. One of my old homes, I lived just north of Nashville for many years, years ago. Uh, expressing their frustrations and calling for more action on gun violence. Now, what does that mean, more action on gun violence? And when you get down into the article, you find out more about what they're really wanting. They're wanting, you know, restrictions on 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 firearms uh, across the board, seems like, especially assault rifles, assault uh, types of things. In 2020, gun violence surpassed car crashes as the leading cause of death amongst children and adolescents. That's a horrible stat. It excludes perspective. Cars become infinitely safer. They're much safer. We've gotten much safer. Road, the survivability of auto crashes is much safer. Doesn't excuse what's happening in gut violence. Not at all. 
and there isn't a simple solution. We may think we have one, but there isn't. But the, but the calls, when, ABC, when, when every news media organization wants to put out there that somehow we'll pass a law and magically it's going to be fine, it's going to be okay. It's not okay. It's not going to be okay. But we have to be more aware of our surroundings. We, we, we have to be aware. Situational awareness is a big part of it. When you travel in other countries, one of the first thing you're doing is you're always aware of your surroundings. You try to be aware what's around you. Make pay, pay attention. See something, say something. Those are the kind of things. And I know there are going to be calls for for armed teachers, armed security at, at schools, private schools, every school. You should have a reasonable expectation that your kid gets to school and home safely. So I'm not going to make sense of the madness. I'm going to say that there is madness in in our fellow humans. There's the real monsters aren't in some kind of mythological lore. The real monsters live a lot among us and they can do horrible things. I remember, I remember as a, as a kid when Jonestown happened, 900 people suicide, cyanide, some of them killed shot. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I remember when they, one of the things that stuck in my head was when they st- were pulling the bodies up and there was another layer of bodies underneath and the death toll went way up. Our capacity as humans to damage and destroy is legendary. And there isn't, there isn't a law that fixes that. I know that having tougher law enforcement, I know that paying attention helps. Being aware. In this instance, the folks, I tell you what, from the Uvalde shooting to this shooting, the Texas shooting where they sat around for like 45 minutes before they engaged the shooter versus in Nashville when the cops got there, they identified the shooter, took the shooter out. It's, it's infuriating. It's, it's absolutely infuriating. But to see, to see the way we react to this is just—it's just appalling. And I don't want to spend an abundant amount of time with that. I don't want to—I don't want to belabor it. It's a horrible thing. We'll move on. We have several subjects we're going to cover today. We have uh, said, "Hey, Jim, I'm going to keep you on hold. I definitely want to hear from you because we're going to take a break in a few seconds. Uh, we will have Dale Falwell joining us in the second hour. He'll be joining us. He's—he's he's got a lot to discuss about the SVB takeover." about the health insurance situation, about wait, wait, he announced he's running for governor. So that'll be part of the discussion. Much more to discuss with him. And uh, we will pick up right here where we left off with Jim on the other side of the break. A lot more topics. And I'm also going to talk about health care. We will. Is I don't think the media is doing a good job of letting you know what's happening in your health care marketplace out there. We're going to talk about that. All right. Are you prepared for a disaster? Do you need some advice? Are you looking for a military surplus that's real? Well, for more than three decades, the answer has been Old Grouch's Military Surplus in downtown Clyde. It is an old school, traditional store. It's got a mix of modern and vintage items. See my friend Tim? He'll hook you up. He gets new stuff in all the time, American-made, because it's real military surplus. Camo, shirts, hats, customized dog tags, gear, Old Grouches on Main Street, downtown Clyde, across the street from the anti-aircraft gun. The shop is open Monday through Saturday and all the time at oldgrouch.com. Now, we were talking about the, the situation in Nashville and the degree to which the media and everybody else just the hyperbole and everyone jumps in and there is no magic bullet. But I, the righteous indignation from the political left on this, it's always every crisis is a need to do something. And sometimes it's not. In fact, sometimes it's time to think about things. It's time to look at it. But they, they, they love setting up commissions. They love setting up new laws. They love, And every law, everything in that negotiation is, is a move away from freedom because the belief is that we're not responsible enough to, 
to, to, to kind of self-govern in any way. So we must have government, big brother, to tell us what to do. Jim, you've been on hold through the break there. Jim, welcome to the show. How are you today? Hey, Chad. Yeah, they're removing our freedom by just not enforcing the law and getting the criminals off the street. They're, they're already restricting my freedom as a 76-year American. And uh, I, I don't know what else they could do besides just take the rest of my guns. But, Chad, uh, there's something about these shootings, these killings, many of which, unfortunately, have taken place in schools. If, if the left and by the way, if, if, if you've noticed lately, they control just about every major city in this country, okay? Uh, it's, it's the reason I'm not going to live in another big city the rest of my life. I'm 35 miles out of Charlotte. My next move is going to be further out. Uh, no, I don't, I don't understand why anybody wants to live in one of these cities anymore. But if, if they were really serious about taking people's guns away, they'd take care of the crime problem in the big cities. They never discuss the people that die in Chicago on the south side every weekend. Every weekend. A record amount in this country of people have died in Chicago, particularly on the south side, this past year under a liberal controlled uh, city government and city mayor. Um, what else can I say? But yet they, they want to take our guns away, particularly our assault guns. If anything, I think every household in the country ought to have an assault weapon the way it's going in this country. But, but Chad, I'm, I'm afraid we're splitting into two Americas. We're splitting into America of liberal-controlled areas of the country that don't care about the crime and the people that are walking the streets and the people that want to be away from that and try to protect their families. That's what we're happening. we're happening right now. Well, Jim, I, I definitely appreciate the phone call, man. And, uh, you know, you make a lot of valid points, some of which I was going to get to. And I, and I appreciate you listening. You bet. Thank you so much. Again, Jim, you know, if you want to get on the conversation, we move you to the front of the line, 704-570-1110, 570-1110 here at News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. And, and to Jim's point, Jim makes some interesting points, and I get his anger. I Look, I don't like large cities. W- whenever I lived in proximity to them, I lived outside of them. Even in Nashville, I was uh, north and east of there. And, and and even in the Raleigh area, I was down in the more central part of the state or, or to the west. And don't I don't like downtown areas. I, I lived in one for a little while when I was doing another radio gig and didn't like it. I don't, I don't like the crime, and he's right. The more you move – I'm not going to say – I'm not to geographically move, but the more – that you are likely to be in a downtown metro area, the more likely you are to be under leftist leadership. And that's not an indictment. It's a statement of fact, If whether it's uh, Charlotte or whether it's Raleigh or whether it's Wilmington or Asheville in North Carolina or the larger cities that he referred to like Chicago or New York or L.A., you're more likely to have that left-leaning kind of – it's almost like a do-nothing approach. You look at the, the homeless situation gets worse and worse and worse in all these cities. It doesn't get better. People flock to these cities because they can get services. The cities end up taxing themselves to death on folks, and then they then the certain people flee. And when certain people flee, uh, what's left is, is more likely to be violent. And he did make a very good point about gun violence, not necessarily in schools, although those are horrible, unprotected folks, but the gun violence in inner city areas where people are getting gunned down on a day-to-day basis. And there's a racial component to that that's very uncomfortable. Congress doesn't like to talk about black-on-black violence with guns in this country. It's uncomfortable. They don't want to do that. So when there's a school shooting, it's a way to advance a cause. Won't do anything about the handgun deaths. 
and also not enforcing the laws we have. We have tons of laws here that are not enforced. Uh, we are letting the criminals go, letting them walk loose on the streets, Chicago, New York, LA, all these big cities. We see this time and time again. Even in New York City, they're kind of obsessed with the former president rather than enforcing the laws on the street. And then you wonder why there's more violence on the streets. So when a gun shooting happens, they use that and they 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 put all those the, 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 that horrible incident and they lump it with all the other gun violence in America. And then isolate it to act like it's one type of gun that caused all this violence when the vast propensity, the vast majority is not. Not caused by assault rifles, handguns. In the hands of criminals. Do a lot of damage. So Jim made some very good points. I get his anger. And here's here's another bit of irony for you. You ever notice when, well, we'll talk about that. Mike, you've been on hold. Thank you, Mike. What's going on, man? Thanks for joining the show. Hey, how are you today? I'm fantastic. How the heck are you? I'm great. Um, there's, you were talking about the, the common factor and all these people that are involved in these shootings and everything, and we all agree that uh, most of them, there's evil involved with this. Right. And what the definition of evil would be separation from God. And I believe there's a common denominator. These people, we have lost our connection with God to a higher power. And this is what we get when our, either our government, our schools separate itself. Our society separates itself from God. Evil grows and manifests itself in these shootings. You make an extremely good point and one that gets overlooked in society because people are ashamed to discuss it, but that if you have an accountability in some kind of spiritual realm and, and in our faith in Christian faith, we know what that is. You know, exactly. we, we know there's an accountability for our actions in this world as Christians. We know that. Right. But, and and but, then also, I mean, there are Christians, so they proclaim to be Christians that have committed some of these crimes. It, but yes, you know, we, it, it's, they're, they're they have separated himself from what, you know, God, you know, from godly, godly living. I mean, God. Well, Mike, don't you, don't you think we also, not just in the Christian way of looking at things, but don't you think we also have this, I mean, I read these stats recently about people that uh, they don't, they don't have any kind of sense of patriotism, like 36% have a sense of patriotism anymore. There's no, you've unbound God and country, you've unbound God and you've unbound country from from your life. So there's just the self. There's this egotistical, narcissistic, what I want is what I want when I want it now, and I'm justified in my actions because because I'm the highest form of existence. And so when you have that mentality, when things are wrong, when things are wrong in your head and there's no accountability, then you are are completely justified in being a wackadoo and going out and taking several people with you. And then other people see that action. They go, well, that's how I feel. I'm going to go do the same thing. And they have no spiritual connection, and they have no patriotic connection, no no connection to the community, and, and no sense of responsibility. Exactly. And we have too many groups out there supporting you being, like you said, a wackadoo, because that's your right. That's your, you know, to be a wackadoo. Right. And then when something like this happens, you, you get what you get. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. And I appreciate the phone call, Mike. Hey, Love the calls you, here. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you so much. Again, uh, Chad Adams sitting in for Pete Callen are having a blast here with WBT, as always. Bonnie, you were kind enough to be on hold, so we're going to put you right in. What's on your brain today, Miss Bonnie? 
I want to say I've just caught the last part of that conversation, and I am the average American, and I'm invisible. My government doesn't even know who I am as, as they don't know the American people. I go to work every day. I pay my taxes. I obey the laws. I do the right things. I'm a Christian. And what do I get for that? Ignored, demonized, and lied about. The, the media doesn't know who the American people are either. The American people are strong, and they have moral character. They are patriotic, and we're being lied to daily about ourselves. And it makes me very angry because it's not true. My 40 years of working, obeying the law, paying taxes, being patriotic, being a Christian. Oh, so I've been a Christian longer than that, but you get my, you get my point. Yeah, yeah. It's a record. It's a track record. And all of a sudden we have a Democratic administration and Democrats in control of uh, a huge amount of government, if not all of it, and we're being lied about. It's just it's very upsetting. We're invisible, and we're being lied about. It's hard. It's a terrible combination. I'm very upset about that. Well, Bonnie, I, I, I wish I could say you were wrong, but I, but I can't. I, I cannot fathom. I've seen this. We've seen this kind of uh, the, the the fabric of society being pushed apart. There's there's people that benefit from this. I was uh, hosting Vince's show the other day and was talking about the the growing resentment. I was saying my, my assertion was we're not a racist country. We're not a homophobic or transphobic we're country. We're none of these things. We're no. none of these things where people try to take people like you and put them in a silo and say, well, that's a white Christian. Therefore, she is homophobic, transphobic, and is racist. And, and, and you, they try to lump people into these groups, and it's just not true. What we are becoming is a highly resentful society. We are resentful of all of these policies trying to push people apart to recognize that one race needs to be treated differently than another race. We're resentful of constantly being told and lied to, as you would say, say that we're wrong and that we we represent horrible things when it's really about this this beauty of America, the, the great experiment, the thing that brings us together from every culture, from every corner of the planet that comes here to make something fantastic that's never been tried before, that is still the envy of the planet Earth, that does recognize exceptionalism, that does recognize innovation, that does recognize a value system whose patriotism whose real belief in freedom extends to the point that we would send our own to foreign battles on foreign soils to defend those countries against a threat that represents a threat to the planet that we're here to help. And when there's a disaster, who rises to the occasion? When there's a disaster, whether it's a, a tsunami, whether it's an earthquake, whether it's a volcano, whatever it is, Americans will rise to the occasion and will donate more money out of the goodness of their heart. And then the government goes and puts more money into it, which is acting like the government's good. The government isn't good or bad. It should be indifferent. It shouldn't be. It's not the role of government to be charitable. It's the role of us. And you're right, Bonnie. There's a good reason to be upset about this when you see the shooting and all these other things. And it always comes to castigate people like you and me. But thank you for the call. Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to speak my mind, and I'm, I feel very convicted, and I'm also a conservative in my political views, and once again, maligned for that, too. It's sure you are. It doesn't make me a bad person. You're I a threat. The Constitution. It does no. not. And what we're being told is it does, and we're being lied right. to. Being patriotic does not make me a bad person. I'm just no. tired of being lied about, and I appreciate you giving me an opportunity again. Thank uh, you so much. Absolutely. The beauty of talk radio, one of the things that always attracted me to this, 
other than any other type of media, whether it was a, a columnist at times and, and TV appearances at times, that, that, that conservative talk radio, or just talk radio in general, is topical and timely. You can actually have real-time discussions. People can interact with it. And far from being, you know, the left would try to say it's an ignorant audience. It's just the opposite. It's, a, it's an audience that's in tune with what's happening. It's an audience that is diverse. It's an audience that, that is paying attention. And is growing resentful because this is amazing. On the heels of a violent act, the the left's first reaction is we need to to attack freedom. Freedom isn't what needs to be attacked here. We have a lot of issues to deal with. Freedom isn't one. And if you ever notice, whenever you're negotiating with the political left in this country, whether it's at the city level, the county level, the state level, or the national level, it is always a negotiation away from freedom. In, in almost every instance, it's a negotiation away from freedom. And, and so you're, you've got a naturally free state, and then the government you know, has this idea that the, the left says, well, we just need to take away a little bit, a little bit, we chip away a little freedom here. You saw that, remember after 9-11, the belief was, well, we need to have this massive new government agency, Homeland Security, and we need to put up all these. You can't take your kids to the airport gate anymore. You have to let them go through security. You can't go and walk them down there. That's a threat. So you had you had a, a safety issue, and you 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 basically threw that onto all Americans that that wanted to live, thrive, and survive, and you thrust it on there. So we traded security for safety in theory, which Ben Franklin would say we deserve neither. The founders didn't have it wrong. We just have abandoned the sense of community and the sense of what it means to be an American, the sense of responsibility that comes with that, the sense of cause and effect, and actually having to have some consequences. I think the political left doesn't like the consequences. Whenever anything, they, they pass something and there are consequences that they don't like that. Oh, well, everyone's a victim. If everyone's a victim, then everything's excusable. And if everything's excusable, there is no reason to have consequences. And consequences make us much more responsible as a society. You punish crime. You punish crime, you don't have as much crime. There are consequences. And, and it, it seems that that becomes problematic for a lot of folks. It, it needn't be. It actually makes us better to have consequences. But to punish all Americans because of the actions of a few, I mean, we really should be, we should be up in arms and angry about the violence, but it's a violence across communities in the whole country. And when you lose your sense of patriotism, right now we have an administration that doesn't care about the southern border. It doesn't. It, it has shown that in its actions and its, and its intentional Ability to avoid that topic, and every other nation notices, and that's the way to get in. You have an administration that is is tone deaf to this stuff because it's being run by zealots. It's being run. It's not run by the guy that's wearing the hat and has the stamp of a presidential seal behind his name. It's the people behind that, the climate change zealots. It's the anti-gun lobby. It's all of those special interest groups that make up collectively the political left in our nation. Those are the ones that are running the show for him, for the, for the executive branch of government right now. And they're, they're even further left than many members of Congress that sit on the political left. They're, they're undermining their own congressional attempts because it's so wackadoo. It, it really is this through the looking glass. Think about what we're focused on now with gender. It, it's nonsensical. There's no end game to the gender war. There isn't. There isn't a place that we become better because of the gender war. We're worse off for it. Drags, drag queens in schools, that make you feel safer or better? Of course not. 
Chad Adams sitting in for Pete Callender. Beautiful day. Come back with us on the other side of the hour. Gubernatorial candidate, state treasurer, Dale Falwell joining us. Lots to talk with him about and much more of you and everything else. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank <laughs> you.